Hello and welcome all agents, trainers, former wizards, Pikmin bloomers, guardians, well, and most specifically Wayfinders, to episode number 19 of the Wayspotters podcast. Wayspotters is a place where you can learn how to upgrade all of your in-voting nominations. Wayspotters is a proud member of the Pokemon Professor Network, and today is Saturday, May the 21st, and on this episode, we have no Lachlan. Sad face. I'm missing my Aussie co-host tonight. He's on special assignment. We're hoping to have him back real soon. So Lachlan, we're thinking about you. And while no one can take Lachlan's place, I've invited a guy to chat with me today who will hopefully entertain you all. We have the one and only Mr. Heracross Boss returning for his second appearance on Wastebotters. For those of you that don't know, Heracross Boss is partly responsible for you hearing my voice. He was my Ingress and my Wayfarer mentor two, two and a half years ago when I started this journey. David, I hope you're having a great day, a great weekend, and I hope you had a good community day. How are you, sir? I'm doing really good today. Um, like you said, today was community day. Uh, it was a Lowland Geodude, which wasn't a community day that I really necessarily needed shinies for. I think I had three or four already. Uh, my biggest goal today was the triple Stardust. So I went out and caught uh, just right under 1,000 total so I could get that Stardust. I got 615,000 Stardust, which means I met my goal pretty well. I think I got 38 Shinies, and it was overall a really good day. How was your community day? I spent a million Stardust today. Wait, what? I spent one million Stardust today. So that means since the beginning of community day... We're actually like, what, almost 2 million closer in total Stardust. If you spend Stardust <laughs> yes. and I gain Stardust, yes. this is probably the closest we've been in Stardust <laughs> in like ever. So I caught a 100% Alolan Geodude and I immediately powered it up to 40 and put a second move on it and then evolved it all the way up to Alolan Graveler. And I caught a another 100% Pokemon and powered it all the way up to 40 so soon I'll be taking those to level 50. And then I did a trade. I did a special trade. So, yeah, I, I spent some Stardust today. So I figured you would be proud of me. It, it's, it's appropriate that you're on the podcast today because you were the biggest one telling me I need to spend Stardust. And I spent a little over a million today. I still have like 13.8 million, but I was almost at 15 million before the day started. I am very proud of you. Um, actually, and I'm doing the ops right now. I'm trying to save my Stardust a little bit. With GoFest Seattle coming up in a couple months, I want to make sure I have plenty of Stardust uh, for all those extra special trades we'll have. Yes, it was very nice today to have an extra one extra special trade, even though I didn't use it, but it was nice to have the option if I needed it. I always forget that's a new feature in the past couple of community days. Uh, I think I've only taken advantage of that once, which was last month when we had Tapu Bulu. I did two trades for XLs. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's enough Pogo talk there. Let's get down to some hardcore wayfaring. So on this show today, we want to get into a little more discussion on some of the recent changes Niantic has made. Hint, the 4.8 release and the notes, specifically bringing back the upgrade next button and the, and the ability to upgrade nominations that are in voting. So right after Lachlan and I recorded the show last week, Niantic Tintino came out with a few messages on the community forum. So David, I want to take one second and I want to read one of the messages he put from May 10th um, and get your take on it. Okay. It says, hello, explorers. 
Some of you have noticed that you are currently not able to upgrade nominations that were marked as Upgrade Next prior to the 4.8 release. As mentioned previously, we are bringing back Upgrade Next and the ability to upgrade in voting nominations. When those are brought back in early June, Wayfarer will honor the Upgrade Next nominations that were set prior to the 4.8 release. In the meantime, to save that upgrade and not have it be used on other nominations, make sure you toggle off Automatic Apply Upgrades. This will avoid your upgrade from being used and will automatically go back to the nomination you had marked as Upgrade Next when those features return. Apologies for the confusion and thank you again for your patience. Safe exploring. And again, that was from Niantic Tintino. So David, I got to ask, and this might not even be a fair question, but here we go. How does a situation like this even happen? I mean, how does this get out of Niantic's quality assurance without someone saying, hey, guys, don't you think this might cause a problem for the explorers? Don't you think they might want to have a little agency over what gets upgraded and what's get upgraded next? I have a hard time thinking that a company like Niantic doesn't have a quality assurance person or some gatekeeper that looks at something before it goes out the door. David, give me your thoughts on that. I, I have so many thoughts on this topic. Um and it all it really goes back to the biggest key point I have on this is when Niantic makes big changes for any of their games or platforms, they don't have enough community involvement. Uh, I think for any large game that's a massively played online game like this, you need to have community involvement to be successful with your updates. So I just want to start off and say that is the key piece that's lacking here first. And then the next piece I, to, I want to talk about is the way they made the update to automatically do the oldest nomination doesn't even necessarily make sense from a logistical standpoint. If We've been using the upgrade next for now for a couple years. You would think if it was your oldest nomination, you would have already upgraded it next if it was a priority. Facts. The order in which you put upgrades in, I mean nominations in, isn't necessarily the order that you necessarily want them to go through the system. I remember back when I first started, when it was uh, Operation Portal Recon, you know, you could just throw as many nominations out there, and they kind of got picked in a random order for your upgrade. It wasn't the oldest. So back then, like that's all we had, but they've made strives to change that. And when the upgrade next came out, you could sit there and pick it. And even that was kind of, you know, if you had a multiple upgrades in there, you had to kind of be in there all the time to make sure you got the next upgrade you wanted. So when you ship out a feature that allows you to turn off the ability for automatic upgrades, you would think from a logistical standpoint, they would put a simultaneous feature in to allow you to go through and select one, two, three, four. These are the four upgrades that I want to use my four, these four nominations are where I want to use my four upgrades. Or if you have 10 upgrades, you can put these 10 automatically upgrade. You should be able to select every time which upgrade gets assigned to which nomination uh, from the get-go. Now that we have a feature where you can just turn it off, you should be able to go and pick anytime you want, which ones and when. The fact that they took away a feature that made that semi-possible is still not even really fully possible with that because you've got to be in there at least every 12 hours to select the next one in between the times where it will automatically select. It, it, I, I don't know how this could have passed a QA test because immediately, as soon as the community found out this is a problem, it wasn't minutes before people were already saying this is a problem. Correct. It, 
and so you would really think that that would have been an oversight thought. Hey, what about this? Why? I, I still can't even imagine why you would take that away. And this isn't trying to, you know, tell them, you know, they're doing a bad job because they are doing a great job trying to add these new features. But you have to think about every little piece when you make an upgrade. No, I 100% agree. And I think what they did a few months back in bringing in the 11, 12 ambassadors, you know, the community, me, Lachlan, our whole team, our hope was that the ambassadors would get this first before it was pushed live and they'd be able to test it. Now, you know, you and I, we, we we're fortunate to be in the same discord with one of the ambassadors, Mr. Testone. And, um, you know, not getting to what I talked to him about, but I would have hoped that he would have gotten this first and been able to test it because the minute, like you said, the minute this hit the, the community forums, people were like, uh, this is a problem. And this is something that I hope moving forward that they will use the ambassadors to test out before these things go. And to hit on one of your other points about the uh, upgrade going to the oldest nomination, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. And this really got me frustrated and fired up because I don't think it's right or equitable for Niantic to use the community, use its wayfarers, its explorers to clear out its backlog. Because if you think about it, David, that's what using the um, upgrade for the oldest nomination is going to do is clear out their backlog. I made a rookie mistake. I forgot to turn it off. So my upgrade got applied to my oldest nomination. And it got approved, but it was something that like was not priority to me. I was just fine with letting it go through and be a natural. It was a tennis court in a park that I'm probably never, ever, 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 ever going to play in again. I was there in 2021 with my kids and I saw that the open cell was open and there was a tennis court and there was nothing blocking it. So I submitted it and just kind of forgot about it. Now that's in the game and that's great for someone else. But there's some things that I'm currently working on that I was planning to use my upgrade on now. And I just think it's bad form and bad business for Niantic to use us to clear out the backlog. I've said this many times. They should figure out a way to get more eyes and more voters and more viewers on the nominations and not rely on us using our upgrades to clear out the backlog. If something is stuck, if it's truly stuck and it needs a few more votes, open it up to a few more cells, open it up to a little bit more area, but that's something they got to fix on their side. Don't use us for that. And that's something that I'm pretty passionate about because we're the customer, right? You should never rely on the customer to fix your own problem that they have the ability to fix. They can change the code. They can flip a switch and get those nominations that are stuck, more people to see them and more people to vote on them. They have the ability to do that. Speaking of backlog, just for a second on this, um, I've always thought that the way the system works now isn't ideal for the backlog. So. What I would propose in the future, if they can make it so, let's say zero to 15 days, it's the current cell range. And then 15 to 30, it gets slightly bigger. And then 30 to 45, even bigger. And as it eventually goes, eventually the size of a backlog nomination would eventually reach the size of an upgrade on its own without being upgraded. There's a reason there's a backlog that exists. And I know with one of their newest um, messages on the Pokemon Go side, talking about trying to get gyms out there faster. I wonder if they're trying to think about something like that to get those oldest nominations through first without us having to do their upgrades for them. 
You know, when they put that post out there, that really was very interesting to me because everything that I've been told and everything I've read is we don't vote on gems. We vote on points of interest. And they have not specifically said how something becomes a gem. Am I correct about that? To my knowledge, they have never officially stated, despite most of the community understanding how it works, they've never officially taken a stance on how gyms are generated. So I'm wondering, are they going to institute a rule change? Because regardless of what voting you do, if this is going to be the fourth POI or the fifth POI in the in the cell, that's not going to create a gym. It's got to be two, number six, or number 20. If it's anything other than two, six, or 20, it's not going to create a gym unless they are going to change something. Now, we could be on the precipice of something really big happening. I'm guessing probably not, but you, you never know what, what they're thinking. It, it always scares me when we talk about gyms and possible future rule changes with gyms because when they flip that switch, it, it really has the chance of causing something catastrophic to happen. Uh, even 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 on the minimal scale, of, let's say they make it 2, 4, 10, and 20, and they add an extra gym per level of 14 cell. Uh, that's scary because what if that causes everything in the whole cell to rebalance accidentally, even though that wasn't the feature? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I know they don't really want us to gamify the system and select where gyms are, but a lot of the veteran players who have – it has been in the best interest of the community. I know me personally, on the last time I was on here, we talked about my main park and I made sure every single gym was along a sidewalk. So anyone had access to reach those gyms, not just the people willing to explore, but anyone could go to the sidewalk, you know, whether they're handicapped or anything like that, it allowed them to be able to either walk, it allowed them to use wheelchairs or anything like that to make sure to be able to get to that gym. So the whole park is available for anyone. And it was really important when you think about planning an area to make sure the most enjoyment can be had with that area. Oh, you're 100% correct. And, and you and I, we are totally calibrated on this. And for, for you guys listening out there, if you really want to plan out an area or a park, hit me up on Twitter, either at Way at Way Spotters or at Jamal Harvey. I will sit down with you and help you plan out a park. I've done it with several people. Um, it's one of the things that like I take pride in and I know David takes pride in. And Niantic has never, like he said, really fully acknowledged the S2 cells, but there are ways that you can have agency in where um, you can have agency in where the gyms are placed. And as long as you have your community's thought in mind, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, David's been to my park that I've talked about a couple times where legitimately, legally, no Wayfair abuse. I've got all of the gyms clustered in the middle of the park. Uh, so you can stand under shade of a pavilion and you can reach seven of the nine gyms right there. And that's probably the best place to go. You have to move maybe 10 feet in either direction to hit those. But if they're talking about doing something completely different, and I'm speculating here, I don't know what they meant when they said to try to get gyms approved faster. 
they could really do anything, David, to be honest with you, because they've never really fully acknowledged the 2, 6, and 20 rule. That's something that we as wayfinders have figured out. And I think it's pretty worldwide now. It's on Reddit. It's on Twitter. But if they're looking at doing something different, like you said, the balance could throw everything off. And that would make guys like me and you and Lachlan have to go back and do a lot more studying to figure out what, uh, how, how to advise people moving forward. I know the whole um, Wayfarer uh, Discord would go crazy if we had a rule change. Yes. Uh, yes. There'd be so much research involved in figuring out how to manage and what was going on with that rule change for sure. Well, remember what game was it they launched and we got all those extra gems? Remember that about three, four months ago now? Was it was it the first launch of Transformers or was it Pikmin? Uh, but we got a bunch of extra. And I know my area didn't get a huge amount. I think we got three or four extra gems and like two or three extra Pokestops. And I, I immediately started working on gold gems, but they, they went away pretty quickly. Yeah, they went away pretty quickly. But I remember people in the Wayfarer discussion discord were... I don't want to say up in arms, but they were trying to figure out what the rules were. And I remember looking at the map going, this doesn't make sense. There was it, no it, rules. The, the, it was, it did not make sense. I'm like, are they using like S 11s now or S 16s or, you know, I was trying to look and figure out all the rules and there was nothing that made any sense and nobody figured anything out. And then the next thing you know, they made a blog post about how they were, there were errors and they were taking them away. And, you know, I wouldn't say the community was really upset, but it was nice having those extra gems. I got two extra gems that were near me and one that I could reach from the house. So it was really, really sweet. Um, and then those went away and I wasn't really upset about it because when you look at the rules, we probably weren't supposed to have those gems anyway. So I was fine with it. Uh, just on that topic real quick again, out of, I, like I said, I think I had seven things that kind of changed around only one of them I wish stayed. We had this, uh, it added an extra stop in a spot that would have just been really nice to have an extra stop. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I mean, overall, my thought with this is I am looking directly at you, Niantic, like looking you right in the eye. And I'm telling you, speaking for myself, Jamal Harvey, you got to do better. You just flat out have to be better. You are a big company with a humongous fan base and a lot of people that rely on you on a daily basis to provide them entertainment, and you have to be better. I've said before, I work for a tech company, and if we were as sloppy as some of the things Niantic has done, we wouldn't have any customers, right? But Niantic is blessed that we're all addicted to their games, whether it's Pikmin Bloom, whether it's Pokemon Go, whether it's Ingress, um, you know, what, whatever the game may be, we're addicted to the game. It's, it's in our social fabric. It's in our personal fabric. And no matter how bad they mess us over, we open up their apps every day and continue to play it. But I think they are getting to the point where they are starting to wear us down and wear us thin in all of the games and all of the decisions that they're making, me personally, it would, it's probably going to take a lot for me to stop playing Niantic games, but there are some people that will stop. But Tintino, I hope you're listening. I'm not blaming this on you, but I'm just telling you, you guys got to do better. You 100% have to be better. You're letting us down. You you got, you really need to have people either play test 
updates like this or with you know the uh, ambassador program you have to put this kind of stuff in front of them before it goes live not even just so they can test it but just explaining the full impact i guarantee every one of the ambassadors would have said the upgrade next feature is an absolute must have yep it is a must have and so since lachlan is not here if for you guys listening you know every week i do my little shout out to tintino and in seattle there is one thing there's one thing that i'm going to do david if i don't do anything else in in seattle i am going to find tintino i'm not going to stalk him like lachlan accused me of last week not going to stalk him but if tintino is in seattle washington i'm going to find him and i'm going to buy him a beverage of his of his choice or a meal of his choice and i'm going to get 30 minutes with tintino and just let him know what i think respectfully because i think he's a very nice person and i think i need to talk to him so that's my mission and david i know you're going to be in seattle so if you see me like hopping in an uber like like somebody said he's over here and i'm like going to chase him down that that's what i'm going to do so tintino if you're listening you can make it really easy on yourself and i will send you the address of the airbnb and you can just kind of come over and hang out so i don't have to come and find you i I would actually love to meet tintino as well i think that'd be really cool in seattle uh so i'll be hanging out with jamal quite a bit so tintino join us Yes. Now, Tintino, you can also make it really easy and come to Charlotte, North Carolina for one of these Niantic community days. You guys were in London and I've already bought plane tickets to Seattle, so I don't have a lot of extra money to fly to London. But if 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 Niantic wants to come anywhere in the vicinity of the Carolinas, we'd appreciate it. David, have you seen that map and you've seen that there's nothing from like Philadelphia to Atlanta? I was or, or, just going to bring that up. As soon as you started talking about that, I'm like, I don't think they like North Carolina because there's nothing even remotely close uh, north of us or south of us. And Charlotte, or guys. West. Or west. We got to go down to St. Louis. We, Charlotte Douglas Airport is the sixth busiest airport in the entire world. And we don't even have anything within like a five-hour drive of us. Not even one of those cardboard cutout things, much less a live person, like nothing close. I, I would definitely drive a good two hours to go to one of those events, at least once. So well, put one even in Raleigh if you have to. Yeah, well, remember, there was there's the cardboard cutout station, but it was in Savannah, Georgia. Savannah is what, a five-hour drive, six-hour drive from where yeah, we are? Yeah, that's, that's about right. I'm not going to drive six hours for a cardboard cutout, but if the Wayfair team was there, I'd think about it. I might make it a weekend with the wife and, you know, take her down there and, you know, make, make, make a little mini vacation out of it. I would be willing to do that, but not for a cardboard cutout. <laughs> what, just, you don't that, want a, a picture with a cardboard spark cutout? Hey, I did that in Philly. Remember I sent you that yeah, picture. That's right. Uh, we'll definitely <laughs> we'll do a group picture with you know the team leaders in uh seattle yes i just got to get a picture with daddy willow as as ken calls him daddy willow daddy willow well david so we had a question i sent out a message on twitter a few hours ago and um said hey you know we're going to be recording the show with hair across boss do you have any questions and we got a great question from john waffles it's at t b o c K A 
uh, John Waffles on Twitter, and he said, what's your favorite POI you've submitted? Not necessarily the best one, but one with a good story or good memory. And um, you really like that question. So I want to give you first crack to answer that, David. I, so I actually have two. Uh, I'm going to go with the one that's more – it's a good and fond memory, but it's also kind of a painful one too. Um, so me and my wife last year became season ticket holders for the Carolina Panthers uh, football team. That's American football, you know, not soccer. For all uh, our Aussie friends. Yes, exactly. Um, and where my seats are located inside the stadium – was right next to a completely open cell. And there was also a fantastic uh, history walk outside of where my seats are. And just to put the history walk in perspective, it is a bunch of displays that have different facts about the team since its starting season in 1995, all the way up until a couple years ago. And they plan to keep adding more as the team has more history. Um, and so I submitted it. I thought I had a pretty good chance and it got denied. Uh, so I submitted it again and then again, and then again, uh, it took me a total of seven tries to get it nominated. Uh, How many upgrades did you burn on that? Seven, seven. Cause, uh, you, as you know, when I do something, <laughs> I go all in. Yes, you do. Every single one. I think out of my 350 accepted nominations, all but maybe three or four have upgrades attached. Uh, that's Ouch. just how I do it. Um, so yes, I burned through roughly, um, actually I did burn through seven upgrades working on this project to get one uh, waypoint and Pokestop approved. Um, and I know why it was rejected. Uh, from the pictures, it looked temporary, at least to a degree. Uh, but in, in reality, so it's, it's a big giant banner that's roughly 28 feet. 24 feet wide and eight feet tall. And it looks like a banner, just a regular old banner, but it's really an eight inch thick board. That's a permanent fixture hanging from the ceiling. Um, and so as my, my different nominations occurred, I added new and more details. I looked up news articles and all of that. <laughs> it and, was and, fantastic. And finally, the only thing that I finally got it through is I finally, embarrassed myself and went and did a photosphere and, and why i said embarrassed myself there, there's literally thousands of people walking around in this stadium while i'm there looking goofy going in a circle taking like a hundred photos um but it worked i got it approved i got a couple more things that weren't quite near me approved in the stadium uh so now the stadium's great uh, i've done a couple community days during the games so that was really good uh so ultimate end of the story Keep trying if you really believe in something. Just make sure to get it better and better each time. Um, that's a that's a fantastic story. And you're going to send me that picture so I can send this out on socials next week. So when this episode drops, people will be able to go and see it, right? Absolutely, I will. Fantastic. And so... Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, and then the second one I had. So I have, that, I have one more I want to talk about. And this one actually truly has a really an amazing story. Um, so I'm a leader in a discord and I take pride in my discord. And so a couple of years ago, I decided, I think every year I want to do some sort of community initiative, something to benefit and give back to the community that we all use. Um, whether you're an Ingress player or a Pokemon go player, or you're a Pikmin bloomer, you use your parks in your area. You use your sidewalks, you use your community to play this game. You're not sitting at home and playing a game. You're out in the environment. 
So one of the things I want to do is try to give back every year. The the first year we did it, we, you know, raised a bunch of money and bought a bunch of food for a local um, food shelter. And then the second year, we decided to do a little free library. And it was a lot more work than we expected. So the first thing we did was we raised the money and I reached out to the city to make sure it was okay to put one in the park. I ended up having to go to city hall, talk to city council, get it approved, get the location approved, get the design approved, and all of that to put this little free library in. So we finally got it approved and got it in. And now for the past two years, our community members are still going out to that little free library in the park and adding books every so often. I personally just added books like three weeks ago uh, into the little free library to make sure it stays stocked and well used in the park. And we've heard so many great stories about kids while their siblings are playing soccer or something like that, going to pick up a book and read it and take it home. So it was a really good thing. And uh, Jamal, I'll send you a picture of that one. And anyone who knows me knows I love bug type Pokemon and bug themed things. Um, so we did, it is a honeycomb themed and bee themed little free library. It's yellow and black with bees on the side and honeycombs on the back. It's fantastic. Um, it is fantastic. And I've brought my kids out there a couple different times and we've put books in it. So I've been happy to help support you and the Discord and make sure that it stays stocked. So what's your favorite story that you have? So my favorite is actually connected to you, sir. So you guys have to rewind back to 2020 when we were all still on lockdown and um, we had the unfortunate death of George Floyd. And there was a lot of social activism going on and a lot of people, you know, kind of realizing the state the world was in. It just wasn't in a good place. So some local artists in my in our town, Charlotte, North Carolina, painted this really cool mural um, and it has the face of George Floyd on it and it has the letters change with his kind of overlaid on his face on the left side of, of the, the mural. And then on the right side, it says unity and it has the Charlotte crown. Charlotte is the queen city and it's got the crown on the words unity. And it's got like some honeycombs on the left. And it looks a lot like the Charlotte Hornets logo. And as you go to the right, it says unity and it's got characters and it's really colorful. And I'm going to put it on our, our socials. But one day David was driving into the city and he saw it and he, he knows that I love to like go out and take pictures and submit. And, you know, this was prior to the podcast back in the days when I was dreaming about having a podcast and he told me where it was. And it wasn't like 30 minutes later, I was there um, taking pictures of it and, and sending it in for nomination and, obviously immediately upgrading it and um it's now in the game and um it's one of those murals that if you see it and and and, and you have while you're driving by you really want to know the story behind it it's it's really one of the most colorful murals i've seen and it's on the side of a building that's a little bit run down but you can tell the artist went over with the with the you know fresh coat of paint to get a good backdrop and then painted the mural. So this one is one of my favorite submissions that I did. And, you know, I got the tip from you. So that was pretty cool. It was kind of teamwork. Oh, that one, it, it truly is an inspiring mural. Uh, and I, I pass it at least every couple of weeks. And I, I think back about that mural and sending it to you every time I see it, because it, it truly does mean something. It's not just art. 
it's art with a purpose. Yeah. And it's really powerful because there's a lot of Charlotte themes and a lot of Charlotte imagery in it. And that's really what you want with the POI is, you know, they talk about that local hotspot. That's something that's really going to get people out to go explore. And to be completely honest with you, I would probably have never driven by this building. It's, it's, it's one of those, it's not like, like an interstate highway, but it's like, you know, a, a four lane expressway. Um, right off of that kind of in a semi-industrial area somewhere that you know i've lived here 15 16 years and i've probably seen this building driving by but not something that i would have like got off the expressway and made three or four different turns to get to this building to take a picture so it really did inspire me to go out and explore i mean it's everything that niantic wants us to do this mural in order for me to go nominate it and get it in the game made me do it it really is such a great mural. Yeah. So that was, so thank you. Um, thank you, John Waffles, for the question. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you're listening and you hear the answer to your question. So, David, there's one more thing I want to get into, another big topic. Uh, and our, our, our good friend, your and my good friend, Ken Pescator, uh, put this out on his socials uh, 10 days ago, 12 days ago, depending on when this drops. He was talking about a Wayfair app. So there's rumblings about a Wayfair app. And, and personally, I'm really excited about it. I'm holding my breath to see what it will entail. I'm not sure when it's coming out, what you need to do to be part of the beta. But I'll tell you, Niantic, I'm all in for it. David, what are your thoughts on what you would like to see from a Niantic app, specifically for Wayfair? Um, so this actually goes back to the last time I was on the show when we were talking about changes we would like to see and Wayfair Plus going away and all of that. I think a lot of the good features that we had in Wayfair Plus, if they could integrate that into a an app fully run by Niantic, I, I think that'd be a great option. Uh, and some of those features were better accessibility, maybe using a keyboard to be able to type five or something like that. Five star, three star, two star, whatever you want to type. Um, better changes for like light modes, like the light and dark modes, which we do have now, but better options for that. Um, what the be able to actually see where your nomination was placed on the map in the nomination screen, as well as what the photosphere or the Google Street View looks like from that map. That way, you can make sure you know what the reviewer is going to see when they see your nomination. Mm -hmm. uh, better editing features better uh maybe even like there's there's websites like grammarly that help you with your grammar in writing they could also implement features like that to help you write a better description write a better title uh, a lot of things that can make it better for users who struggle with you know how to write a good description of an item and stuff like that uh, i think there's a lot of different options they can add to an app as well as, you know, managing your upgrades, your edits, your photo submissions, all of that. I think if they're going to do an app, I think it needs to have all of that, especially all those pieces that are missing currently in Wayfair. Let me ask you this. When you review Wayfair, do you mainly do it from mobile or do you mainly do it from desktop? Um, it, it definitely changes over time. It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm at home... Chances are I'm reviewing from my laptop, and I one of the things I miss greatly was the Wayfair Plus using the fives, the fours, the threes, the twos, 
on my keyboard to nominate uh, to review. Uh, but if I'm out and about and just kind of bored sitting at someone's house or something like that, I use the mobile app. I mean, not the mobile app, the mobile page to handle that. Right. So I'm wondering how they're going to handle this because most recently I work from home two, three days a week, call it right. And, um, or even when I'm at work at the office, I, I have been for whatever reason, reviewing mainly from desktop. And I'm wondering if an app, if you're going to, if, 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 if the app will make you only do it from mobile, or if you will still be able to do desktop, or if they're going to try to push all the traffic to the app. Um, I think so. So here's my thought on this. There's let's use uh, your mail. For example, uh, my wife uses the built in mail app on the phone to check her email. I still go to the web page. I think both options should still work inherently, but maybe the app have better user function to mm -hmm. make you want to choose the app. Um, such as, you know, maybe better modes to switch the lighting, better modes to make it easier to review, but don't get rid of the website. I, I would hate for them to get rid of the website because it is very nice to review on a big screen as well. It is. that That's primarily why I like it. I can kind of sit back and, and review on the big screen um, and I like it. And then, you know, I also can have Intel map up at the same time. And I can go and look at Intel if I have some questions for it or something looks a little funky. I can go and check it. So I do prefer, well, I don't know if I would say I'd prefer to review on desktop. It's just what I've been doing most recently. So um, I'm really excited about an app. Now, there's a couple things that do kind of scare me, if I'm being 100% honest. And that is we have seen... Like I said earlier, Niantic kind of stubbed their toe, in my opinion, speaking for me, Jamal Harvey. I've seen them kind of stub their toe. And I worry that if we do get an app, is it going to be quality checked? Is it Are the ambassadors going to have it for 30 days, 60 days to play around with it before it goes into full production? You know, are they going to look at all of the issues that it might cause wayfinders and kind of fix them beforehand? Or is it going to be released with a lot of bugs and a lot of clunk and then turn people off from using it? So not that I want to crap all over anybody, but I think given the most recent things, I think that's fair, a fair place for me to sit. Um, I don't know if you think that's unfair of me to kind of take that angle, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I absolutely believe it needs to be playtested, but at the same time, I don't think the ambassadors is enough. Uh, for any good quality control of an app like this, you need way more than you know that many users to test it and try to break the system. Uh, right. When you're testing something like that, the goal isn't necessarily to make sure it's mediocre or working correctly. It's to attempt to actually break it and then try to fix those problems that you can cause. Um, right. I know in my job in, that I do, uh, a lot of times I have to test new updates to certain platforms. And I don't go in with a mindset of, does this work the way it should? I go in, how can I break this? How mm -hmm. can I make this not work? So I can give feedback and say, hey, this doesn't work when this X, Y, and Z happens. Um, whether it's backspacing too often or typing something the wrong way, that can break systems. And no one really looks at that as the first thing to test. Or, or hitting the escape key 
causes a lot of issues for whatever reason when you're doing something. I know that's one of the things because I I think you and I, we work similarly in similarly industries to where we've got to make sure things are fixed before they go out or we've got to fix them before they go out. Or in my case, before I go and try to sell it to our customers, I've got to make sure it fix. And I can't promise them that, Hey, you're going to be able to do this when I'm thinking, Oh, I don't know if that's going to work or not. You know, I think, you know, kind of similarly. So my hope is that they fully vet it out. Think about all the things that could go wrong and all the things that can go right. And like you said, try to break it. And I'm going to go on record right now in front of, you know, how many ever people are listening to this podcast. I will volunteer to be a beta tester and I'll speak for David and I'd say that he'll volunteer to be a beta tester also. And hell, I'll volunteer Lachlan also. All three of us will volunteer to be beta testers and see what we can do. Can I volunteer you for that, David? Um, I can I can do you one better if Niantic selects me to beta test an app. I will do at least a thousand reviews in the app before I say I'm Ooh, done. Ooh, a thousand reviews. Hey, we're Tintino, are you did you hear that? You just got a free one thousand review beta tester right there. Mr. Heracross Boss. Hit him up on Twitter at Heracross Boss and he will do it. So speaking of, you know, not testing features and stuff like that, um, one of the things that they over the last last summer, so this is last summer. Now we're talking, you know, ten months ago they made an update, and when they made that update, that's when Wayfair Plus died. And one of the changes they made, they still have not fixed to this day. And which when one was you, that? Remind me. So this one I'm going to go over. When you are reviewing on mobile, uh, on desktop, and you click a photo, the only way to get out of that photo is by hitting the escape button or clicking yes. the X. You still yes. can't click in the gray space on either side to exit that. And if you, I still to this day make this mistake, we'll click the gray space and then it opens up the photo into a whole new tab. A whole new tab. And this, it, it's a, it wastes seconds of my time on every nomination I open the photo because yep. I still make that mistake. And, and if you're that, sitting down and you're doing 100 or 200 reviews, you're talking about some real time now. Exactly. That's a couple more reviews I could have done by the end of it. Uh, so that is a feature that still needs to be fixed. So please fix that. I agree with that. I think there's little ticky tacky things here. One of the things that really bothers me, and I don't know if this is just me, but I made a, um, I made a nomination and I messed something up big time. Like I, I uploaded the wrong photo. I up, up, I uploaded the photo that I wanted for the supporting photo in the main photo and put the main photo in the supporting photo. So I had to withdraw it and then resubmit it. I would love it if the, the withdrawn nomination just went away. Like I don't really need to know it's withdrawn. So it's sitting there in the second position and it just with the big red withdrawn. I know I can go through and filter it out, but I wish the default was that that would just go away. I, I can agree that withdrawn nominations uh, disappearing from the queue would be great if you want to. I could see some people wanting that for a history of what they've done, but I can also do you one better as what they should do, Jamal. Um, Talk to me. Once you've up, once you've put a nomination in, you should have full control over changing that until it goes in voting. Uh, so in that case, you should have had the option to fix those photos because we yep. all make mistakes and we should have fixed those mistakes as long as it hasn't been viewed by anyone yet. 
that's probably the last thing because you can edit the title. You can edit the supporting information. You can edit the description, but you can't edit the photos. And that is really, really frustrating. And we get 40 nominations in Ingress and we get 40 in Pogo. So I don't mind burning a nomination. It's not like back in the old days where you only had seven per week. Um, like now it's not a big deal. I'll just withdraw it and keep going. So it's not a huge deal like it used to be. So that's fine. But I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, that actually reminds me of one of my, uh, not necessarily recent ones, but within the past year, I made a nomination. And I took uh, a bunch of photos beforehand because my, my style of nominations, I go, I take the photos and then I later go nominate uh, because I like to be very mindful and careful with my titles and my descriptions. I do as well. uh, so when I went back to to nominate it, I ended up selecting the wrong f- start like photo for the main picture. Someone had walked into frame of my picture and you could see their face. Uh, it was rightfully rejected. Uh, so don't get me wrong, I'm not upset it was rejected. I am more upset that if I had noticed that someone had walked into frame on that specific photo, I have no way of fixing that. Even if I could have cropped it, that would have been fine. I think we should be able to make adjustments to the photos after the fact. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I, I, I think I understand why they don't want us to do that. But with remote nominations, what's the difference between me doing it on my phone and me doing it on my computer? I don't, I don't know if I understand the rationale there. Because like you, I take the photos in the field and then I come home and I do the nomination. And on a bigger screen, it might be better to do it. And I've cropped photos. I crop things out all the time. Stuff that's not relevant, things that are going to cause a reviewer to take a second look. Like there might be someone way in the background. I'll just kind of squeeze them out. But, you know, if I get a chance to have a beverage or a meal with Tintino, these are all things I'm going to ask Tintino. So, David, I've got a little bit of trivia for you. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So episode number one of Wayspotters is our most downloaded episode ever. Do you know what is the second most downloaded episode of Wayspotters? Uh, that's a very tough question. I, I don't want to have an ego and say, is it my episode? Uh, it's probably not. It's probably uh, like the third or fourth. It might be the Stone episode. What episode it is, is it? It is episode eight. Featuring Heracross Boss, and the title of that episode was Biscuits and Porn. So I was very happy to have you back because you are the second highest downloaded episode of Wastebotter. So you should pat yourself on the back there. People like the sound of your voice. Oh, well, I don't know why they do, but speaking of that specific nomination, the one with Biscuits, um, for anyone who is interested, it has now been nine months of it being upgraded and in voting, and it is still upgraded and in voting. There has been no change since the episode. <laughs> Here's the deal. It's the second highest downloaded episode. If someone is listening to this, they've heard your episode. They know what you're talking about. It's not like 10 people listen to it. A lot of people listen to that episode. Also, okay, how about this? If I do get that bill with Tintino, I need to show him that nomination and say, hey, what can you do about this? It is in the Outer Banks. It is like in the middle of nowhere on the ocean of North Carolina. But nine months is a little extreme. I I really, truly believe um, 
it has been word filtered and it just wasn't like auto rejected. Uh, it's stuck. It, it, it is yeah. broken and it is stuck. So Tintino, if you're listening, go look it up, have a good laugh at the name. And then if you want, reject it, if you want, approve it, but unstick it. <laughs> Nine months. It's about to have a baby. <laughs> it really is. I can't wait for the one year anniversary. Yeah. The one we'll have to have you back again. If it goes to the one year anniversary, but we're going to take a break here in a second, David. And um, one thing I do want to talk about real quick before we go to break, um, for all of you listening, I'm sure most of you guys are Pokemon Go players and some of your English players. I'm going to be in Seattle for GoFest. I'm really excited about it. You will Every day you see me on the weekend of GoFest, I'm going to be wearing a Wayspotters t-shirt. I, I got one made in, in, in gray and one made in black. Uh, and so you, I won't be hard to miss. I'm, I'm a really like, you know, kind of tall, good looking guy with a deep voice. So I won't be hard to miss. So anybody out there, if you see me, I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm spinning, trying to catch something, come up to me. Let's talk about Wayfarer. Let's talk about Ingress. Let's talk about Pokemon Go. Um, I know Ken and Chris talked on the GoCast podcast when he was on there about, you know, um, you know, coming up to, to people and talking to them. Like, I like it. Don't, don't, don't worry if I've got a mouthful of food. Hey, are you Jamal from Wayspotters? Yes, I am. Come on, let's sit down and talk. Let's pull up the Intel map. Let's find something in your local community. So if you guys see me in Seattle, um, let's, let's, let's chat. Let's, let, let's have a drink. And, and if you're lucky, see what I did there? If you're extremely lucky, you might be invited back to the Airbnb where there's 20 of us staying there for one of our legendary uh, roof parties. So I, I can't give out the address of the Airbnb because I'll get in trouble. But yeah, I want to say that. And David, you're going to be there too. I, I absolutely am going to be in Seattle and I, I can't wait. I am probably going to have on a custom Heracross t-shirt. I, 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 might, I might add some, you know, way spotters themed gear to that okay 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 we'll see. all right yeah and if all goes well i'm going to have a couple extra way spotters t-shirts i probably shouldn't say that because i don't want to make any promises but um I, I i'm i'm yeah let's just leave it there i might have a couple of way spotters t-shirts for for trainers who are very lucky and who see me in seattle i may just surprise you with the t-shirt so um, with that, let's go ahead and take a break. And um, David, we've got like a full minute of dad jokes that's going to play after the break. So Lachlan, when he's listening to this, could crack up, but I think you'll like him. So let's go ahead and take a break and we'll see you guys on the other side. All right. This is LF Kamala. This is Blame Jamal. Hello, this is Kermit the Frog. And you're listening to... And you are listening to... And you are listening to... Wayspotters? The Wayspotters Podcast. The Wayspotters Podcast. Oh, Jamal, your dad jokes are the worst. Why don't crabs give to charity? Because they're shellfish. I got hit in the head with a can of Coke today. Don't worry, I'm not hurt. It was a soft drink. The difference between a numerator and a denominator is a short line. Only a fraction of people will understand this.
My friend keeps saying, cheer up man, it could be worse. You could be stuck underground in a hole full of water. I know he means well. How much did the new pirate's earrings cost him? A buccaneer. What do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. I used to have a job collecting leaves. I was really raking it in. Welcome back to Wastebotters, everyone. We are glad you made it through our break, and hopefully you're still laughing from those dad jokes. David, did you like those dad jokes this time? Those are hilarious. Um, I don't groan at dad jokes. I actually, you know, thoroughly enjoy them. I, I will actually say I follow a page on Reddit for just dad jokes. Uh, nice. So great job. Nice. And, you know, this really drives Lachlan up a wall, but a lot of the DMs we get where people are giving us feedback, you know, they'll tell us, hey, I like this or I didn't like this. But no one has said anything negative about the dad jokes, except they want more. So that's why we have our full dad joke segment. And now and then I'll throw one in during the course of the recording. But I wanted to make sure for those out there who love the dad jokes that it gets its own segment. And um, if you like it, let me know and I'll make that longer. Right now, it's about a minute and 10 seconds. If you want me to stretch that out to two minutes, I can stretch it out to two minutes. If you want it to be 10 minutes, you just let me know and we'll keep going. But David, let's get down to some business here. We've got to do our call of the week and we've got to do our waste spot of the week. Call of the week, 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 call of the week definitely just a doctor who so this call of the week i want to approach this in a certain way because the person that i'm highlighting the call of the week did not submit this to us um, they posted it on twitter and it is a fellow content creator in the Pokemon Go space, uh, Pokemon Master Holly, who in her own right has been a lightning rod of controversy all across, you know, Pokemon Go. And um, she submitted a, a, a way spot through Pokemon Go. And I'm not sure if it was a joke or if she was being serious, but it does have a vulgar word in it that we're not going to we're not going to say. But, but David, do you want to kind of carefully describe to the people what they're seeing? And again, we're going to send this out on socials, uncensored, so you'll be able to see what it is. Um, so I'll, I'll first start out and say it, it is graffiti. Uh, it is not very artistic at all. Uh, and then to actually go into the, the, the meat and potatoes of what the actual graffiti says, it's a very explicit word. And then it says Putin, as in Vladimir Putin. Um, and then it is a, and then the description, the title is just, um, the letter that symbolizes the explicit word and then Putin. And then the description is that same title. And then it says is a local graffiti artist take on 2022 global historical events. So uh, the title is fairly accurate to the nomination, uh, except you would, should never really put explicit, um, 
items into the Wayfair system first of all. And let's actually go over a couple of the comments received on this. Um, Cindy Poo puts, not LOL. Review queues are two years where I am, and here you are putting more garbage in the system. I don't follow you and was shown this tweet. Uh, from Suncast, it says, more coal, someone who has the kind of following that you should be, uh, like you, should be cognizant of the Wayfair criteria, as this nom clearly falls under rejection criteria due to a swear word. Uh, I agree with both of these sentiments. Uh, yeah, my, me too. My queue near where I am, I don't even know how long it is. It's so long. And then also, you know, if you are a content creator, you really should be, you know, aware of the different platforms and how they interact. Um, this not only could be offensive and is offensive, it is also just putting something into the system either as a joke or if you are serious, then you really need to take a, a look at what's going on and know that this is not okay. Right. And I like to, I'll stick up for my Wayfarer people who really take this seriously and take this some as, as the meta game for them that we don't like Cole. And some people will say, and there were some other comments that were like, you know, whatever, it's an easy agreement. And it is an easy agreement. But when you're sitting down to do 100, 250, like sometimes I'll try to, I'll review for a solid hour you really hate to see really silly stuff that doesn't need to be there. And Pokemon Master Holly, like, like I said, I've never met you, Holly. Maybe we'll meet up in Seattle. We can talk about this. But you've got hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter. or I'm sorry, on YouTube. And, you know, probably tens of thousands of followers on Twitter. And there are some people who don't interact with Wayfarer. And they're going to see this and think, well, if Pokemon Master Holly's doing it, that must be it. And they get on Wayfair. Like, it's just not good. Like, I, I know it was probably submitted as a joke, but you could have done this, put the picture up there and not submit it into the system and, 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 and got the punchline to your joke just as well as submitting it in there. Now, this might float around in the system for gosh knows how long and pop up in people's queues in your area and in extended areas. And at the end of the day, the Wayfair Twitter people have a sense of humor, but not for silly coal that doesn't need to be there. And this isn't even silly coal. This is just blatant, bottom tier, awful coal. And let's talk about people with followings. Uh, people like to emulate others who have large followings. So even if 1% of her following decided it was okay to meme the Wayfair system, that's hundreds of if not thousands of coal added to the system because someone wanted to be like the person they're emulating. Right. I agree with that. So that's our coal of the week. And you guys will probably see that coal on Wednesday or Thursday um, when our, uh, our normal schedule, when that goes out and Pokemon master Holly, if for some reason you hear this and you want to come on and, and, and tell us what your thought process was, our, our, our number is always open. Our door is always open. And if you want to hit us on the hotline, I think you know the number. It's, Ken, it's Ken's hotline, 732-835-8639. Feel free to call us and leave us a voice message and play it. Or if you want to come on the show, we'll have you on the show. But um, I just think now that, David, like I am considered a content creator, right? I've done... 20 podcasts so far, right? That's not as many as some people, but if you look at the definition, I am a content creator and I take that 
as kind of a badge of honor. So when I, I don't have the biggest following, Lachlan and I don't have the hugest following, but when I go on social media to post something or even on the podcast, unless you guys clearly know I'm joking, I'm not going to spread misinformation or do something that someone's going to say, well, Jamal said to do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, I just think you have a greater responsibility as a content creator to not meme any system because there's going to be that segment of the population that don't know that you're making a meme and they're going to take you seriously. Or even there's going to be the percentage of the population that don't know it's a meme or there is also the population that knows it is and then thinks it's funny that someone did it and they're going to emulate that right yep so we've given that enough time let's get on to something that's really exciting and i'm really pumped about this one waste spot of the week so this waste spot comes to us from lady leah in the wayfair discussion discord lady leah is from seattle and i'm hoping then I'm going to get to meet her when we go to GoFest. You know, just as a quick aside, David, she sent me a gift from a Sir Mix-a-Lot mural. And if you know me, you know I love Sir Mix-a-Lot, right? Baby Got Back is like one of my favorite karaoke songs. And if we're out doing karaoke at any time, I will do Baby Got Back and I will get up there and shake it. And she sent me a gift that I've now pinned in my sticker book of uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. And then she also sent me one from the restaurant Dick's. Um, and if you listen to some of Sir Mix-a-Lot's songs, he talks about Dick's is the place where the cool hang out. It's a famous lyric from um, his song. And she sent me one from there also. So Lady Leah is one of my favorite people. Um, and she sent this into the Wayfair Discussion Discord 4.8. And this is in the backyard of where we're all going to be for GoFest. So, David, why don't you go ahead and describe to the people what we're looking at here? Uh, actually, before I describe this, uh, I think at some point you will need to post a video of you on the Wave Spotters uh, Twitter page of you singing karaoke for Baby's Got Back. Because I just oh, can't do see it. that, but I, I oh. really do want to see that. Oh, I will do it. And if we all go out in Seattle and we can find a karaoke bar... So I'll give you kind of my four songs. I got four songs that I karaoke. Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues, Baby Got Back, Humpty Dance, and Biz Markey, uh, You Say He's Just a Friend. Those are like my four go-to songs. Good choices. I will say that. Great choices. Yeah. Party right. songs, you know, get the crowd going and, you know. All right, so Leah's nomination, uh, it's titled Viva Arts Ocean Mural. And it is a very vibrant and bright mural featuring, featuring uh, marine life. It features a lot of nice blues, like a lighter blue and a darker blue. And then you see um, an octopus down the middle, or sorry, a squid down the middle, and then a crustacean coming across from the right-hand side. Uh, it is one of the nicest murals I think I've seen. I wish I had nice murals in my area like this. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of crustaceans. They are very similar to bugs in my mind. Uh, so they are some of my I knew there was going to be that tie in there. Yeah. yeah. Anyone, who, anyone who knows me really well knows it's not just bugs, but it's, you know, any kind of anthropod kind of creature that I, I really think are really cool. Uh, and this mural is absolutely stunning. Now, uh, you know, you know, a kind of a backstory on this, right? Do you want to kind of share a little of the backstory you know about this? 
Uh, well, I know uh, Leah had actually asked several people for, you know, different, like, which view of the photo should be selected with this. Uh, and I think she selected an amazing photo as the main photo for this. It's a really, really nice, uh, very centered shot of the mural. For such a large mural, it had to be a really hard shot to get. And she and she's gone back and added photos to this. Is that correct? I'm not 100% if she was asking to add photos or asking what the main photo should be. So I, I'm not sure on that. Gotcha. And last thing, do you want to read the description? Yes, I will read the description. Uh, description says, mural by local artists, 404 era and high tech, low life, depicting marine life. This mural was described by one of the artists as having been inspired by the powerful and fluid gestures of the Copiera dance, which is taught at Viva Arts. And that kind of ties it all together. Once you guys see the picture, that description will make sense. I agree with you. This is one of the most vibrant murals I've seen. That 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 turquoise color is hard to emulate, right? I was in Mexico last month and I've seen that color in the ocean. And I don't know if I've seen it anywhere else other than in the ocean in the Caribbean. And it's just it just pops off the page at you. It really does pop. Yeah. So that is our waste spot of the week. Now, appeal of the week, we are not going to do because that is Lachlan's pride and joy. So we are going to um, wait till Lachlan is back. And again, Lachlan's on assignment. So he'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. But David, this nomination real quick, just to get off on a quick tangent, brought up a point that I've been asked on socials and I haven't really formulated a good answer so i haven't responded back yet she made note in her description um the name of the local artist and i have nominated things with the name of the local artist like i found a mural and they have their instagram tag in the bottom corner and i've put it in the nomination i've been hesitant to do that because i don't want people to think that i'm putting my name in there or the name of a person I think we've all seen and rejected nominations that clearly has someone's trainer name in it and they're trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. What's your just just real quick? I know that we're running low on time and I don't want to bring up another topic, but what's your thought on that real quick since that was in her nomination or in I, her description? You know what? Uh, that's a great question. And I I completely understand your hesitation because especially with, you know, a lot of artists don't use their official name anymore they use like an instagram handle and it could be something different like 404 era what's to say 404 era wasn't the name of the trainer who submitted it now in this case we know it was leah who submitted it but it's really hard to know if it's officially that artist's name or a trainer name and so you have to be very careful with this um i think it is definitely the right thing to do to credit the artist but always be suspicious at the same time. Uh, you might be able to Google it real quick and double check if it's on their Instagram. Cause a lot of these artists will post their murals on their Instagram and it doesn't take that long to go double check that. Uh, I, I really think crediting an artist, like it, it should be in there. It is a very beautiful piece of art and they deserve their due diligence on people seeing that. I 100% agree. Sometimes if I'm really not sure, I will put the name of the artist in the supplemental information just for people to see that. But I, I personally have not had something rejected because of, you know, submit, submitter identified through the name. 
but I have reviewed some where I'm like, I'm guessing this is someone's trainer name, but I've just kind of gone on blind faith and trusted that they were doing the right thing and that they weren't trying to get their trainer name in the game. But this is a topic that we can talk about on a later date. It just made me think of that. And I know I've been asked that on socials before and I haven't answered the question because I don't really have a really good answer for it. So David, Right now, I want you to do me a favor. So you have made mention a couple times in the episode that you are a community leader when it comes to Discord. I think you're you're selling yourself short. Um, while you might not necessarily be the named owner of your Discord, you are the guy that keeps it all together. When Niantic talks about community leaders, that describes you. You, real, you realistically hold together... I don't know how many people are in the Discord, but the town of Mount Holly has a fair amount of people in it. It's a suburb of Charlotte, and your Discord spans over two cities, Mount Holly and Belmont. And there's a reason why they call you the professor, because you know everything. And could you take a minute and talk about your Discord? And um, I will make sure that the link to your Discord is in our show notes. But you do a great job, and you hold two cities together. Just take a minute and tell the people about that, please. Uh, yes, so I am the leader of the Frequent Stops Discord. Uh, as Jamal said, it covers Mount Holly, North Carolina, and Belmont, North Carolina. We do have a couple other small cities in our area that join us frequently, such as Cramerton. Uh, we are definitely welcome for anyone in the area to join. Or if you're out of the area and would like to join also, feel free. Uh, we definitely do a lot of remote rating, but we also do a lot of in-person rating. So even if you join as a remoter, you'll you'll definitely find a home here. Uh, we are very welcoming. We have a great community. We chat all the time, and it's just a blast. So shout out to Frequent Stops. I also do want to shout out the Wayfair Discussion Discord because that is also a fantastic place. And if you want to find me in other places on social, you can find me on Twitter at Heracross Boss, and that is with a zero instead of an O in the boss. And we'll make sure that that is clearly on the show notes. And if he's not online, I can guarantee you he's out researching bug Pokemon. My my tag on uh, Discord actually says researching bug Pokemon. So, you know, that's in every time I look at your name, it's ingrained in my head. So that's how I knew that was the case. So. This guy loves bug Pokemon probably more than anyone. I know Chris from GoCast loves bug Pokemon, but Chris, you got nothing on Heracross Boss. He is the bug Pokemon expert. He knows everything about bug Pokemon. So, And with that, I think we're about out of time, David. So I'm going to go ahead and roll us out. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of Waste Spotters. If you enjoyed what you heard, there's a few ways you can show us. First, you can follow us on Twitter, at Wayspotters. We are incredibly responsive, and one of us is usually awake to answer questions. You can also rate us on the podcast service that you're currently listening to the show on, such as Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple, Google, iHeartMedia, and many others. If you ask me, five stars are the best stars, and it really helps the show. Second, you can visit our web- website, www.wayspotters.com. From there, you can get links to everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a message directly from the website. Third, for our American listeners, you can leave us a voicemail on our hotline, 732-835-8639. 
You never know, your voicemail may appear on an upcoming episode of the show. Or you can do what is Lachlan's favorite, is you can tweet us a voicemail. He loves it because he's in Australia and he doesn't want to spend the toll to call a U.S. number. And that 732 number, just so you guys know, that rings to Ken Pescator's cell phone. So if you call that number, he just may answer. It usually goes to voicemail, but there's a possibility that the boss man will answer and you can have a conversation with him. And finally, if you are not a member of the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon, you can join for as little as $1 US a month. You will have access to the Discord for the entire family of shows across the Pokemon Professor Network, including Wastebotters, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Them All, Purified Podcast, and the big show, Lured Up. As Ken would say, it's a fantastic place filled with fantastic people. And with that, David, I want to thank you again for joining us. And I want to thank you for listening to this week's Wastebotters. May your deli birds be shiny and we will see you all next week. <laughs>